All right, got to sneak this podcast in before the Pats preseason game number three tonight. So we're not going to do any fancy music. We're just rolling with it. Last week, preseason game number two for the Patriots. Storyline, headline, chase, bankroll, Winovich. Let's fucking go. Chase Winovich, I was stoked when the Patriots drafted him. Took him in the third round. He was on... Couldn't miss him. He was on the Michigan defense. Stout, stout fucking defense last year in college. Devin Bush, the middle linebacker, went to the Steelers. I think like five overall. They were up there. It was Michigan. It was LSU, Alabama. Michigan might even have been better. Like amazing fucking defense. That offense, Shea Patterson, I formation, Higdon running back. That was bullshit offense. That defense was fucking legit. And Jim Harbaugh has put out some legit players. Jabril, Jabril. Peppers, shout out. Chase Winovich, super pumped out when he came out of the draft. Third round. Love those third round guys. They kind of sneak past you, but they end up being starters a lot of the time. Looks incredible. He's just, he looks like a Belichick guy. He's penetrating on the pass rush. He's got great hands. He's keeping extension. He's not letting those big offensive linemen. He's he's like medium sized. He's not that huge, not that small. He's not letting offensive linemen get their hands on him, get him in close, hold him tight. He's keeping his distance. He's slapping away. He's got quick hands, and he's penetrating and then holding. A lot of guys, they get going in one direction. They get going upfield. They run past the court. You know, they kind of beat the tackle, but then they run past the quarterback. Quarterback takes two steps up, delivers a clean ball, clean pocket. The objective on defense is for the defensive tackles, whoever's on the inside, to push the pocket up, guys on the edge to close down the edge of the pocket. But everyone's got to hold integrity. If guys start just taking one direction and going way too far, then on offense, the I mean, if Chase Winovich sprints upfield, the tackle's just going to ride him upfield. The quarterback's going to go around him, no problem. Chase explodes upfield, then he's able to control and stop, and he cuts back a lot of the time, and it's just beautiful. It keeps control of the pocket. It, he uses his agility on the tackle, gets the tackle pumping his feet backwards, and then boom, switches direction on him. Unbelievable. This is exactly what a Belichick guy wants. Same thing on the runs. Edge guy, contain, 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 but the same thing. You want to contain on the edge, but if you go too far upfield, running back's going to weave inside of you and then head right back outside of you. There's no contain at all. Chase hits contain, but he holds his position. That's what you want as a D-end. You want to penetrate a couple yards and then hold your position force the running back to cut back inside does a beautiful job of that he sheds tackles and he's got a fucking motor this guy goes to the whistle chase winovich he just hits that ball tackles late does not give up he fucking as soon as that ball snapped he is going hard for that fucking ball plays through the whistle goddamn love it this is a belichick guy through and through I don't know if he's going to be pro bowler, if he'll be quite that good. I pray he is. Obviously, everyone's going to say he's Clay Matthews. He's white. He's got long blonde hair. I don't know if he's pro bowler or not pro bowler, but this is like Rob Ninkovich role, probably a little better. I think he'll be a little bit better than Rob Ninkovich. I think he's going to be a solid starter, consistent, reliable starter. This is a guy you put out there, you give him his assignment, you don't worry about it. This guy's going to take care of fucking business. He just looks like a football guy. I think, I pray, he's going to be on the Patriots for 8 to 10 years and 
He's going to make plays here and there. Like I said, probably not a pro baller, probably not some Hall of Fame amazing talent, but this is going to be, he, he'll, he, I think he has a chance to make the Patriots Hall of Fame. Let's put it that way. This is a guy that the fans are just going to fall in love with. Mistake-free football. This is Belichick through and through. Coaches are going to love him. Fans are going to love him. Chase Winovich, amazing, amazing Patriot. Keep an eye on that guy. Now let's get, obviously, Jarrett Stidham. Run number two. First run, struggled looking for the second reads. Second game, same fucking thing. Jarrett Stidham, I had a third chub last week. I'm down to a quarter. I'm losing fucking air. Blow me up, Stidham. Blow me up tonight, please. This, I don't have hope for it, by the way. It's the same fucking shit, man. I mean, he kind of improved here and there, but it's the whole basic concept. He hit his check down a couple times, which is nice, because he saw the first read got taken. There was a couple times where to start the play, he would stare at the safety. So the safety can't go left, can't go right. He just stares right at him. And then at the last second goes to his first option, and he hits him, I think... I don't know if it was quite a touchdown or it was down. It was first and goal inside the five. That nice little fade route he hit there. But, again, that's it's better, but it's still just going to the first read or it's going to the first read and then hitting a check down. The first glaring play where it killed him because he tried to go to the second read and couldn't do it quick enough was on, I think it was Beck, it was tight end. We are in our own end zone. Tackle or guard ended up holding and it ended up being a safety. Oh, go back and look at that play. The tight end runs out, releases a little bit late, but he releases in the flats. He's standing out there. He's, oh my God, he's in the fucking desert. There's no, not a goddamn soul near him. And Stidham's still just staring at his first option, staring, staring, staring. Then the pocket collapses. Then he rushes outside. Then he sees the tight end, who's been fucking taking a goddamn nap on the five-yard line. And he throws it over him. The holding penalty, that's on Stidham. Stidham's got to get the ball out. That holding penalty is not on the lineman. He's in his own fucking end zone. Yeah, he's going to hold the guy instead of letting him run and light up his quarterback for a guaranteed safety, maybe a fumbled touchdown. Hold, that's the right move there. Stidham had time to get to his second guy. Stidham was slow. That safety is on Stidham. Same thing happened over and over and over again. He looks to his first read, and then as soon as the first read's not there, he starts to try and scramble. And... He threw off his back foot, running left, running right. A lot of times he'd scramble out, couldn't find the second read, and then he'd take off and he'd get 10 yards, get a first down. It wouldn't look that bad, but it is bad because he can't read a fucking defense. He can't get to his second option. Second, not third, not fourth. We're not going crazy. Second option. He cannot get to his second read. He is too slow. There was one play. He scrambled out to his right, threw the ball. The guy picked it off but his one knee was out of bounds or something basically threw an interception but didn't technically count as an interception the guy didn't have his feet totally in bounds but that was a horrible fucking play regardless of the end that was a horrible fucking play stidham a lot of people i think the biggest argument is this is the patriot offense guy was a little later round pick he needs time to adjust to the patriot offense you can't expect a quarterback to come in here and pick this insanely complicated offense up i made the point last week the more i think about it bullshit fucking argument this is not on the patriots the patriot offense is complicated because there when you get to the line the receiver looks at the coverage 
and based on the coverage, he decides the route. The quarterback looks at the coverage, based on the coverage, decides the route. There's no communication between the quarterback and wide receiver. It's study, it's playbook, it's film. They have to both decide what the coverage is going to be and then run a route accordingly. During the regular season, this is very complicated for quarterbacks because teams' defenses are game planning. They know they're doing this. So teams purposely disguise their coverages. They change up the cornerback depth. They change up whether it's one safety high, two safety high. And then right before the line, or right as the ball is snapped, a safety will run down, or the corners will back up, or they'll come up. They can disguise it. And it becomes very difficult for the receiver and quarterback to be guessing at what the route is. That makes sense. Reg- preseason, excuse me. In the preseason... This is install for these teams. Yeah, they're game planning a little bit here and there. I know the Titans and Patriots practice together, so the Titans probably didn't do a little game planning. But by and large, there's all these new guys on the team, and every team is worried about itself in the preseason. The wins don't matter. What matters is getting all these new guys in here, installing their defense, installing their core concepts, and then in the regular season, game planning, building on it. So... To bring it back, Stidham is not getting crazy looks. When he gets up to the line, it's going to be pretty easy to tell what the coverage is. So that's not that's a bullshit excuse for him being slow to the second read. That's a bullshit excuse for him not understanding the offense in the preseason. In the regular season, it becomes a viable excuse. But preseason, that's bullshit. It's not the Patriots' offense. Stidham's fucking slow at reading the play. He's slow at reading the play. That's what's fucking throwing the Stidham off right now. He needs to speed up his reads. It's not about him learning and progressing in the offense. He just needs to get faster at picking up reads. Bottom line. He throws a beautiful ball. No denying that. He can scramble a little bit. Got a little speed. He gets down. He doesn't get hit. He seems smart. He seems intelligent. He seems like he's trying. I'm sure he's got his best efforts. He throws that great, beautiful spiral, but... He needs, his brain needs to start working faster. He needs to start seeing these plays better, and he needs to get his eyes on the second read quicker. It's just, it takes him too long on whether to decide to throw to the first guy or not throw to the first guy. You got to look at him. He can't anticipate if that guy's going to be open or not. I'd be shocked to see it get any better this year. I think best case, all this experience in the preseason, running all the scout this season, Film, 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 film. Maybe next preseason he comes back better. But Patriots need to fucking draft a quarterback in this coming round, in this coming draft. Everyone knows a bunch of quarterbacks in college. This is going to be a very deep year. We need to get someone. Mike Florio brought up an interesting point. Forget what team he was talking about. He was talking about defenders or running backs. I think it was the Zeke Elliott. Doesn't matter. His point was, or he pointed out that at the Late first-round draft picks are now more valuable in the NFL than early second-round picks. Bill Belichick, famous for drafting early second-round picks. Patrick Chung, also in the news. We'll get to him a little bit later. First-round picks are more valuable because, since the new CBA, in that fifth year, first-round picks get a fifth-year option. Second-round picks, you don't get that option, which means... If you draft a quarterback, you're intending to sign him to a second deal above any other position if he's talented enough to start. Fifth-year option on a first-round draft pick is a hell of a lot cheaper than 
a brand new deal for a second round draft pick in his fifth year. So Patriots, late first round, expect them to be looking for a quarterback. We need that. I want a late first round quarterback pick by the New England Patriots. Hopefully, number 32, I fully expect it to be number 32nd pick in the draft. Knock on wood. All right. Anything else? Oh, fucking AB. This is the first podcast I'm doing with notes. So a little jumping around here. AB. Shut the fuck. I don't give a fuck about AB. This is the most boring, stupid headline. I'm a Patriots fan, number one. NFL fan, number two. I follow it pretty well. I care about other stories in the league. I do not give a fuck. Shut up about AB. I don't give two flying fucks about his helmet, about his frozen foot. Either he shows up and play or he doesn't show up and play. I don't give a shit. The Raiders should give a shit because Derek Carr is on that Kirk Cousins level where the elite quarterbacks, elite elite quarterbacks, they make the guys around them better. The Kirk Cousins, the Derek Carrs, the Alex Smiths, they need the talent to elevate them. I do think you can win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr. If you have guys like AB, someone Josh Jacobs turns into a, to a pro bowler, to a top five running back, then I think you can win the Super Bowl with Derek Carr. But those guys got to be there. Those guys got to be balling out. Looks like AB's just a fucking head case. So I don't hate the Raiders for trying to get him, hoping that it'll turn out. But all signs are pointing down at this point. Last thing, Chung. <sighs> It's sad, man. It fucking sucks. It just really sucks. Chung, I mean, on a personal level, I don't give a fuck. Are you shitting me? Coke? Everyone does fucking Coke. Do not. It's different than weed where it's like you're not going to tell your teenage son or daughter that like, yeah, go ahead, do Coke. But like, end of the day, everyone does fucking Coke. It's fucking everywhere so especially a professional athlete get the fuck out of here everyone's on coke I think it was last year obj was freaking insta facing shout out belichick fucking lines of coke on his bedroom drawer and he had a hooker in his bed like get the fuck everyone does fucking coke so that part of it personal level i don't give a shit football wise patrick chung is a legitimate leader in that locker room and Regardless of what it is, to have any off-the-field issues that are going to intervene with your ability to play football for the New England Patriots when you are an established leader in such an important team, such an important franchise, to sacrifice that, to put yourself in position. I don't know the story. I don't know how many details are out. I didn't have time to dive into it too deeply, but I'll wait for all the facts to come out, give him the benefit of the doubt, but regardless... To put, even if it's not his fault, is his fault. Putting yourself in a position where you could jeopardize your ability to play football for the New England Patriots. Very surprising. Very, very surprising. I I don't think it makes him a bad person. It's just surprising. I just didn't think I would see that coming from Chung. Talent-wise on the field, I think Belichick will be able to coach up replacements. We have a very deep secondary. Deron Harmon's been there for a year. Some guy, Terrence Brooks or something. I've never heard of him before, but I saw his name flash up today. I think talent-wise, we'll figure it out. Locker room-wise, he's going to be missed. I think he was one of those guys that was really important to the morale of that locker room. And they've got plenty of other leaders. They got McCourty. They got Brady, obviously Belichick. 
I still think they're going to miss him, though. I think that's going to be tough. For some reason, Dante Hightower, he's just never in the news. I, It feels like he's not a huge voice or a huge leader in the locker room, maybe more of a guy by example than, like, barking, chewing guys out. Interesting to see if Jamie Collins could step back into that role. I'm very excited. Collins is going to be playing a ton this year. You can put him in any position, pass rushing, pass coverage, run stuffing, middle linebacker, inside, outside, strong, weak. Guy fucking does it all. So look for Jamie Collins. Hopefully we need some leaders on that defense. Someone needs to replace Chung's voice, um, depending on if he's out or in right now. Looks like he's out. I don't know. We'll see. Um, tonight, let's fucking go, boys. TV 12. I pray to fucking God. If, oh, I'm going to be so goddamn disappointed if he doesn't step on the field. Give me a drive with TB12. Uh, you want to rock it in my pants? You put TB12 on the field. That's what we're fucking looking for. TB Super Bowl. Let's go, Pats.